Does your metabolism suck? Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Do you want off the diet roller coaster? Do you wish there was a simple solution to get you healthier, smaller, and have more energy? Hi friends, I'm Jolene, a nutritional therapy practitioner, a wife, a furry gardener, and non-bendy yogi. Like you, I spent years chasing skinny instead of health, until I finally learned there was more to getting healthy and smaller than just eating less and moving more. Welcome to Holistic Health Made Simple Podcast, where I share all the tips, tricks, and science to set you free from the overwhelm of diet culture and the frustration with the ever-changing health rules. I go beyond the calorie and diet dogma to equip you to be healthy through simple changes to real food, mindset, and lifestyle. Are you ready to learn how to tailor your journey to you and your current health for solutions that are broken down into simple steps to make it easier to implement? Results that are undeniable, like more energy, improved mood, better sleep, and fat loss? This is the podcast for you. Pop in those headphones, take a deep breath, and let's get healthy. Hey, hey there. Today's topic is hormone health, or more specifically, balancing hormones. Kinda. If you're like me, you've been inundated with all of these programs and pills and potions and lotions of how to balance your hormones. But do any of them truly go into just the basics? Our body, like I've said over and over again, wants to be in balance. And our hormones are way more than just testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone. It's insulin, leptin, ghrelin, vitamin D, and so many more. So the key is, what can we do to support our body so that our hormones balance out on their own? You gotta start there before you start any kind of wazoo intervention. There is a time and a place for those interventions. However, if you don't have the basics down, you're just spinning your wheels of putting in balance and getting out of balance. So what exactly can we do to balance these hormones? First, we need to understand that insulin is a master hormone. It pretty much regulates many of the other hormones, so we wanna make sure that's in balance. So let's dive into the three areas that we look at when we're looking to support our hormone balance. One is diet, one is lifestyle, and one is our detox pathways. I do have lots of episodes that tie back into some of these concepts we'll be talking about today, so make sure you check out the show notes and go back and listen to those episodes where I go more in depth about each topic. So let's first start with diet. With insulin being a master hormone, we wanna make sure that we are keeping our blood sugar balanced. We know sugar and refined carbohydrates increase insulin resistance, but they also reduce leptin, which is the hormone that tells you that you're full. So we wanna be able to keep our blood sugar in balance and that will in turn keep our hormones in balance. So what can you do? When you're looking at your plate and sitting down to a meal, eat your protein and your vegetables first. Eat complete meals. So we want a good balance of protein, healthy fats, and complex carbohydrates. Those are the ones, remember, that have a lot of fiber in them. And you wanna keep snacking to a minimum. All of those things will help keep your blood sugar balanced. When building our meals, we wanna optimize our protein. We want to eat protein at every single meal. You see, protein is made up of the amino acids, and your body uses those to make hormones. So we wanna make sure that we are getting our protein. Our protein also lowers our hunger hormone, so we don't overeat. Now, protein amounts. I recently just read a study that we should be getting, as women, 
anywhere from 1 to 1.2 grams of protein per pound of ideal body weight. So if your goal weight or you think your ideal weight is 130, you want 130 grams as a minimum of protein. So you do need to get protein in at every meal and you need to prioritize it as the star of the plate. Animal protein is going to be your highest sources of protein. So look to that first. Lentils are pretty good, beans are okay, but look at your protein as being animal protein as the star of your plate so that you can get in enough protein at each meal so that you can hit that protein amount because it's difficult, it takes some work, so work on it. And then we're gonna go into the healthy fats. Again, healthy fats are the building blocks for your hormones. And without enough, your hormone production suffers. So we wanna make sure that we're getting in enough healthy fats. So how exactly do you do that? Avocados are a great way, so are olives. Nuts and seeds, a fatty fish. And don't forget to dress those veggies with a healthy fat. They are the best vehicle for upping up your fat intake. Do not fear the fat. Eat your healthy fat so that you can have healthy hormones. The last part of diet is organic foods. Conventional produce, we know, is grown with a lot of pesticides, one particular being glyphosate. And they are finding glyphosate in infant that have been only breastfed because it is transferring through the mother. So we want to limit our exposure to these harmful chemicals because they are endocrine disruptors. Your endocrine system is all of your hormones. So we wanna make sure that we limit it or do our the best we can to avoid some of these things. So you wanna eat organic as much as your budget allows. Now, the EWG has a dirty dozen and clean 15. If that's all you can afford to stick to, stick to that. And if you must go conventional, anything with the skin, peel it. I know there's a lot of vitamins and nutrients in that skin, but that's where the pesticides live. So we wanna get that off. Do the best you can with eating as clean as possible. Farmers markets are not nearly as expensive as people think, and you can get a lot of clean vegetables there. They may not be organic, but you can talk to the farmer and ask them what they use on their crops so that you know exactly what you're getting. Eat in season. That's one way to be able to afford higher quality vegetables because they are um, rapidly producing. There's an abundance of them during the season that they're supposed to be grown in rather than eating things that have to be flown across the world. So do your best to eat as organic as you can. I know for everyone that's not possible, but doing something is better than doing nothing. Next topic would be lifestyle changes. Since we were touching on the organic and the toxins and the chemicals that are sprayed on non-organic, we'll go straight to try to go non-toxic in your home. Most personal care products, like your shampoos, your deodorants, your lotions, your toothpaste, and other cosmetics are all filled with endocrine-disrupting chemicals, especially like BPA, phthalates, parabens, and dioxins. These toxins in them themselves can disrupt your hormone balance. The problem we're getting is not that these are new and all of a sudden creating a new problem. What it is is our toxic load is so big, it's just piling on to the thing. So if you can't go organic, maybe you can switch out your deodorant to a non-toxic one. And I'm gonna tell you, there are non-toxic deodorants at Target for the same price as your secret. So don't think that this is going to be a huge expense. Like that might be the place to go versus 
organic if you can't afford it. Like just make some adjustments everywhere to limit your toxic load. Again, the EWG has a skin deep database that will tell you the toxic load or the toxins in some of the different products you use. So you can make a balance. Do the best you can of removing these toxins from your environment, either from your personal care items, from your food, do as much as you possibly can to reduce the toxic load on your body and help support your endocrine system. And now we've got stress. It comes up in every single episode. That should tell you how important it is to manage your stress. Stress raises the hormone cortisol. This can create a domino effect of other hormonal imbalances. So I want you to try to set aside 10 to 15 minutes a day to work on something that relieves your stress. Whether it be praying, meditation, yoga, breath work, time outside staring at the sun, at the sky, at the moon, or taking a little walk after lunch to get you out of the stressful environment. But try every day 10 to 15 minutes to get out of the stressful environment and clear your head. We know stress is incredibly harmful to the human being. And now for our good friend sleep, which also shows up in almost every episode. Poor sleep disrupts our hormones. You might not understand why. When you don't have good quality sleep, your body doesn't have time to get into the repair cycle. Most of our cellular repairs happen while we're sleeping. It's, your body's down, the temperature's down, it gives it a good opportunity to do that. So there's three ways we can optimize our sleep and our circadian rhythm that are pretty simple to do. Avoid blue light from your cell phones and your computer screens one to two hours before bed. The blue light signals daylight, so it tells your body to stay awake versus telling it to go to sleep. That's why we wanna avoid it. You wanna stick to a regular sleep schedule. Try to go to bed at the same time and get up at the same time. And the third way is to get morning light exposure. Five to 10 minutes within the first one to two hours of waking of sunlight in your eyes will reset your sleep cycle. So don't negate the effects of sleep. Sleep is where your body repairs and it is imperative that we get good night's sleep so that we have healthy hormones. The last little bit of thing we can do as a lifestyle change is to clean up our cookware or our kitchen stuff. Nonstick cookware is loaded with xenoestrogens. They have been known to mimic estrogen in the body, which will mess up your hormone balance. Now, what are you specifically looking for? You're looking to get rid of anything that says non-stick coating. You want stainless steel or ceramic. There's also um, a form of cookware that I believe is called anodized or anonized, but it's basically a way that they make the, the pan where it's non-stick without any coating. That's what you're looking for. You don't want any non-stick coating on your pots and pans. Start with any kind of frying pan because that's primarily where Teflon lives. Teflon is known to be leached off and breaks off really easily off these pans. So that's the first step. Then also look at your plastic containers that you store your foods in. As they start getting old and icky, replace them with glass. And until then, don't heat anything up in those plastic containers. We don't want any of the chemicals from that plastic leaching into your food. So you, if you store it in there, try to let the food cool down first, put it in the plastic, and then heat it up on a plate or in a pan. 
then eventually start switching it all out to glass. The other thing would be your water bottles. Try to switch those out to glass or stainless steel as well. Those are some ways that you can clean up your kitchen area to get a lot of the things that disrupt your hormones out. And now we're going to get into the detox pathways. The first one being pooping. Do you poop every day? Is it solid? Does it sink? Does it smell? Look at what you're doing and making sure you're pooping at least once a day, maybe several. It's solid and it sinks and it does not stink. That is healthy poop. Might take a while to get there, but that's truly healthy poop. How do we get healthy poop? Eating enough fiber for you. And that's going to vary person to person. You need to figure that out because some, for some people, too much fiber will plug them up. And for others, not enough will plug them up. But why are we focusing on poop? Pooping flushes out excess hormones. It's as simple as that. If you're not pooping regularly, these hormones will get reabsorbed and throw off the balance. So we want to make sure that we're pooping normal. The next detox pathway is staying hydrated. Did you know staying hydrated will also make sure that you're pooping? It's kind of interesting how that all works. Drinking plenty of water helps your body detox excess hormones. Water flushes excess toxins and hormones out of your body. It's that simple. But it's staying hydrated which is more than just drinking water. We need to make sure we're having the electrolyte as well so that we're not just flushing everything out either. We're not flushing the good at with the bad. So, you know, make sure that you have the right balance. Look at your urine and that's the best way to tell if you're hydrated. It should be a very light, pale yellow. If it's too dark, you're not properly hydrated. And if it is clear, you are overhydrated and it's time to get some electrolytes in there. There is no set amount per body of what you need, everybody's different. A lot of that has to do with the food you're eating, the salt you're consuming, the electrolytes you're consuming. All of that will affect your hydration, but make sure you're drinking plenty of plain water, not just fruity drinks, coffee, tea, and all that. You want plenty of plain water because that will help you flush things out and keep you hydrated, as well as the electrolyte balance. So one of the reasons why we want to stay so hydrated is because one of the detox pathways is sweat. And if you're not hydrated, it throws everything off when you're sweating. Sweating will help remove toxins via your skin. We want some toxins to be released through our skin so it loadens the burden on the liver. Your liver truly is what detoxes your body. So if we can get things out via other ways that's not just the liver, it helps take that load off the liver. So ways to get sweat or to promote sweat. I don't know, that sounded weird, but you know what I mean. Sauna sessions or exercise. Those are the two easiest ways to get sweaty or go outside when it's hot. Another way, if you don't have access to the sauna and you don't love to exercise, even though you should be, but that's a different episode, go in your bathroom, especially if you have a small one, shut the door, turn the shower on super, super hot and let the steam fill the room. It's kind of like a makeshift sauna in your own little house. So that will help you sweat, but you wanna make sure that you're sweating. If you do not sweat, that means that pathway is blocked and you need to start researching ways of opening up your sweat pathways. Then lastly, we're gonna get to the lymphatic system. So you might've heard of the lymphatic system or you might not have, but think of it like this. It's a complex 
highway system, like mini highways going every which way, that helps transport the waste to where it needs to go, the waste and the toxins, so that they're eliminated. So when there's traffic on this system, we need to do sometimes things to, to help move it along. So one of the ways is dry brushing. I will link a post below that is not mine, but it'll teach you a little bit about dry brushing. It's a great way of doing it. And by the way, dry brushing also exfoliates your skin to reduce the appearance of cellulite. So there's a two for there. Another way to boost your lymphatic system is a rebounder or exercise. Both of those will help get that lymphatic system going. So the bottom line is, is we need to get these waste products and extra hormones out so that our body gets back into balance. I realized that this episode had a ton of information in it and lots of little tips. So there is a handout that goes with this one. If you need them handy for yourself, just click the link in the show notes and you'll get your handout. But I just want to say this, do your best to start implementing these different tips to balance out your hormones. Your body will balance itself out if supported properly. We've got to stop thinking that we need all these gimmicks and tricks. You basically just need to do what's best for you to get healthy and let the body balance itself out. And on that note, friends, I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and it provided value that you can take into your own health journey. I would be incredibly grateful if you could help spread the word. Share the podcast with others that will find the information as helpful as you did. It's through your support that I continue to grow and bring you more amazing content. If you have a spare moment, I would truly appreciate it if you could leave a review. Your feedback means the world to me and it also helps others discover my show. I read every review and take your suggestions to heart, so please don't hesitate to let me know what you think. Remember, you can stay connected with me by following me on Instagram or visiting the website at holistichealthmadesimple.com. I love hearing from our listeners, so feel free to reach out and share your thoughts, ideas, and even suggestions for future episodes. Once again, thank you for being part of my community. Together, let's keep spreading the knowledge, inspiration, and great conversations. Until next time, have a blessed day.